Weird. You're gonna kill me with eye drops. So? Come on, you. I didn't even know that was possible. I can't believe we got literally into three or four seconds of Mark's music and you start talking. Well, you're throwing eye drops at me. I was, I was being the Pope. I so know. Uh, you're more like the dope. Uh, whoa! <laughs> He's got jokes. Welcome to Weird, you bunch of weirdos. My name's Aaron. My name is Craig. And we're here to bring you all the news that you can use to blow a fuse, and it's all true, and it's all weird, and... Uh, we uh, we got a lot of weird news to get to tonight, but first... We have a lot of weird news. You know why? Why? This is what the podcast is about. It's about weird news. It's about weird news. It's like a weird news podcast. It's about time you get but some weird news is, in your life. Craig. Craig. What we need to do is to uh, discuss uh, Kobe Bryant. I mean, I think it's been discussed everywhere. Well, I, here's the deal. I love sports, but I've never been... There's two I don't really get into. Basketball and soccer. Yeah. Um. I watched like Michael Jordan because he was like the Bo Jackson of basketball. So when he was playing, uh, I watched him. I, I was a right. Bulls fan somewhat. I liked the Lakers for a while when they were so go. Anyway. But you just said you didn't like basketball. I watched Kobe Bryant some. I don't like basketball. There's nothing else on. I'll, and there's a game on. I will turn it it's on. It's very fast paced. Yeah. He was awesome. I mean, he was. And everybody knows that. Everybody that knows who he is knows how great of a Did you ever see the, he was. i saw a video of him today j- on jackass jumping over a pool of snakes no you did not and, and he, he dunked he was dunking a ball <laughs> this pool had to be at least a 12 foot diameter i mean it was a really it was a decent oh, sized pool it, it appeared to be and people that well, are listening to this can tell me what, what but here's the deal here's what i'm saying um he it was like he was flying I don't, yes. I don't he, know. He was very much like that. How he not only got the speed, jumped, and cleared the edge of the pool, but went across it like he had a jetpack on. That's amazing. It was amazing. He, he was truly a talented person. And the, the there was another family on the helicopter. The whole oh, family's I know. gone. Oh, I know. You know so. And there was a mother of uh, some other children. Uh, there was a mother. The, the, the husband and the kids, of course, are, are still here, but they've lost a mother. There's... I mean, there was a, a baseball was a baseball coach. Yeah, that and his wife and his kids. Yeah, that was the f- uh, the four family. And then uh, and then Kobe's um, you know wife and other kids have been left without yeah. a sibling and a that's right. You know, very sad, very sad story. And I th- I think it is uh, the last I heard they're they're leaning towards pilot error. Well, they what the last things that I actually saw were that he was given clearance when he never should have been given clearance. Uh, it yeah. was too foggy. One guy described it as imagine diving into a swimming pool full of milk and opening your eyes because yeah. that's how thick the fog was. And he wasn't high enough up to even be on radar, but it sounds like even the sheriff's department had their stuff grounded. Yeah. And it sounds like whoever was giving him the clearance air traffic, let him do it. Well, I don't know. I just, what bits I've heard there, there doesn't really matter at this point. Well, just like on an airplane, there are uh, certain systems you can use if you can't see yeah they whether it's it's uh, and he in, did instrument instrument uh, uh I, instrument rated or instrument instrument yeah driven or something yeah, no and he chose not to go that way that's what i understand yeah but anyway the reason i bring that up that's what happened that's what happened to jfk jr he yeah. wasn't he wasn't instrument rated. he couldn't he couldn't fly by the instrument so he didn't really know if he was upside down or not which is weird because you think gravity would tell you i don't know and all that hair that all that hair would have been like up and you know but uh i i can't imagine well, the reason I bring it up, because there's something really weird about it, and this is the Weird News Podcast. I was at work the other day. Uh, that is very weird. Yeah. 
And Russell, my manager, came in, and we were discussing it. That's right, Russell Crowe. You work with him. He said, did you see the tweet from 2013? Oh, no. 2013. I said, no, I didn't. Seven years ago. He brought the tweet up. It said, Kobe Bryant will eventually die in a helicopter crash. Okay, now, to be fair, he also was known that was his method of transportation. That's right. And his wife uh, and him, I read they had a pact they'd never be on one together. For this exact reason. Really? That's I didn't know that. one thing I saw. No, that's weird, too. Uh, I mean, that was on the internet, so it's true. And then then, uh, and then, and the fact that this was his known method because he thought it saved him time to be with his family more. So, honestly, you could turn off the lights and throw a rock, and you're probably going to be able to hit that one down. I don't know, man. I don't know. It just gave me the I mean, creeps yes, there's a million other ways it could happen, but you figure how I mean, I guess. If it would have been something like Kobe Bryant will die when an Easter egg falls out of the sky and hits him in the, th- you know, then, then you've been like, that's weird. It just creeps me out. It is. I thought you were going to say there was a tweet well, there, from him or something. Uh, no. And then um, while researching that to make sure it was true, and it is, and the guy's coming out, he's come out and spoke and said pretty much just what you said, that Kobe Bryant was in the news in 2013 for this helicopter he bought flying all over the place. I think, the I think you know, really, when you look at somebody like that who has a helicopter and you go, flying, you go mm, that adds up to not good. Yeah. I mean, look at how many times... I don't ha- like helicopters. Look how many times Harrison Ford has crashed himself in his own airplane. Harrison Ford wants to die by airplane, apparently. He's crashed, like, what, three times? <laughs> it's two or three. That's not funny, man. No, if he nice. dies tonight in a plane crash, I blame you. But, but, but that kind of... Hey, tweet that real quick. No, but that actually goes with what we're saying. You should I, tweet that. I could easily say Harrison Ford will die one day from an airplane crash. You should... And if it happens, we'll be we can use that as marketing. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. No, but my, well, he's, my, he's old. He's got to dive something. But my point is that it's not that far fetched. He's always in an airplane. He's always the one driving it, you know, flying it. But and he also rides in a car every day, and that's much more that's deadly all, than that, airplanes. That that's true. But apparently, with his record, it's not. What kind of records does he have? I don't know. I, I, REO. Knowing him, he's probably grew up in the fifties. <laughs> Probably a lot of you. Know, I'm not really sure. <laughs> All but, right. But, but my point is, it, it, if you, yeah, that's almost intuition. You can look at somebody and say, "Oh, that's not a good idea." He's got a helicopter. Yeah, I don't like helicopters. It just either. creeped me out, and I, and I thought it was weird. It is. So I'm. I'm just what do you think, that listener? Oh, you know, we got a, a new segment I just made up. What do you think, listener? <laughs> Call us right now. No, just uh, you know, you can comment on our when you're when you're out there on iTunes or whatever, and you're giving us a rating and you're giving us a nice review, you could also stop by and give us a comment on our Facebook page and tell us what you think. That'd be awesome. I'd love to know what you think. I just, but made, I just totally made that up, dude. Before get, we get dude, started. Dude, 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 write that down. I did. I, totally, I did. I typed it. I totally it. made that segment up That's just pretty then. good. Uh, before we get started, we've got a, a, a short story. We got a, yeah, yeah. a short story from Uncle Joe. Are you ready? We love Uncle Joe. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down <laughs> we, we so played this Emily watch the hair Not this part. come back up again they look at it so I learned about roaches I learned about kids <laughs> jumping on my lap and I've loved kids jumping on my lap <laughs> Wow. Okay. And when I say we love Uncle Joe, we don't actually love Uncle Joe. <laughs> I do. He, he cracks me up. Here's the thing. No, let me clarify. We we like the comedy he brings us. He brings the comedy. He brings the comedy. But who brought it better? George W. or Joe Biden? Um, To be fair, you know, I, I love W. But, sure. but but he was a goofy type character. But he was. A, I think he was a great 
Yeah, I, th- I still think he's a great guy. Well, let's let the listener decide. Okay, listener. If you're a single mother with two children, which is the toughest job in America as far as I'm concerned, and you're working hard to put food on your family. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, is there anything to report? Uh, successful dump. Successful dump. dump. It all worked out. And by the way, I got a second load. Guys, come in. Anybody wants to help me unload? I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> to tackle the number one job facing the middle class. All the Joes has that music behind us, by the way. He's like he's got this Nickelodeon piano player with him everywhere he goes. J-O-B-S. Job. Three-letter word. J-O-B-S. And so in my state of the my state of the union or state my speech to the nation whatever you want to call it <laughs> uh, that, that was, that's what I would do I would say and that. thank you uh, Dr. Pepper and thank you Chancellor or Dr. Paper and thank <laughs> you Chancellor <laughs> was that W? no that was uh, by there's an old saying in Tennessee I know it's in Texas probably in Tennessee oh this, this is great it's my favorite it's my very favorite pull me once shame on shame on you <laughs> Fool me, we can't get fooled again. <laughs> the Taoiseach knows a lot about it. His mom uh, lived in, uh, in Long Island for 10 years or so. Uh, God rest her soul. And uh, um, although she's, wait, your mom's still, your mom's still alive. <laughs> he just buried his mom. <laughs> we got an issue in America. Too many good docs are getting out of business. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their their love with women all across this country. <laughs> to heed the timeless advice from Teddy Roosevelt, speak softly and carry a big stick. End of quote. I promise you, the president has a big stick. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. Uh, I think tide turning, I, see, as I remember I was raised in the desert, but tides kind of turn. It's easy to see a tide turn. Which is it? Did I say those words? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listener, which I think Bush I think, wins. Yeah, here's, the, here's what I was going to say, because, you know, there are those who think that, you know, sometimes we're maybe picking on one side, which, yeah. which deservedly they should be most of the time. But, but no, as much as I like W, he was a kind of a... Um, you know, he was known for his. He gaps. was. He's kind of goofy, you know. But Definitely. but I, but I love. He's great. I love. Oh him. sure. Yeah, I think he. But, was, I think he was a good president. But uh, he, um, he, I can't argue that he does that stuff. Yeah. Uh, remember Dan Quayle potatoes? Yes. Or spelling potatoes? He, that was a total setup too. Yeah, was it? Yes. But uh, I mean, I don't care either way about Dan Quayle. But the thing is, <laughs> hey, it, man, was, it was funny. I though. love Dan Quayle. But uh, with side of potatoes, Quayle. <laughs> I don't like quail. I like Dan Quail. Uh, Dan Quail. Met him one time. What? Yeah. Nice nice man. Um, Very friendly. So, you know what? We can laugh at everybody. We, yeah, laugh, we, at our, we laugh at ourselves. We can. Anyway, I'm done apologizing. Oh, are you ready for top story then? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. New Zealand teacher punches student for teasing his pedophile mustache. His what? Pedophile mustache. Oh, my goodness. Pedophile mustache. Pedophile mustache. Sadly, I, I can picture it. I know what he's talking about. The unnamed male teacher, pff, again. What, no wonder he's got a pedophile mustache. He has no name. 
He was playing touch football. Whoa. Okay. He's playing touch football for the uh, college social team at the time of the incident, which took place in 2018 while the student watched from a sideline. A statement from New Zealand's teaching council this week revealed that, uh, that as teacher K came up, they're all got a letter. What a weird name. Well, he's unnamed, so they have to yeah, call him teacher something. K. Yeah. Came off the field, student B. He's also unnamed. Yeah. Accused him of having a pedophile mustache. Do teacher, they name people in New Zealand or is this apparently just? Apparently not. Okay. Uh, teacher K then approached the student and asked him if he wanted a smack in the face, to which the student replied, yeah, right here. Except I don't know why he sounded kind of Australian, but uh, and pointed to his cheek. Teacher K then punched student B. Well, he asked for it once with a closed fist. The statement reads: Okay, let's act it out. Hey, hey, Mister Buster, you want? How'd you like a punch in the face? Uh, yeah, right here. Spam! Oh, <laughs> so realistic. The teacher reportedly walked away after hitting the teen before coming back over and saying, "You're not laughing now." <laughs> He has since been charged with assault by police and referred to the teaching council disciplinary tribunal. Oh, that's serious. They got a tribunal. Yes. The boy was a trial. The boy was mostly unharmed. Uh, In his own defense, the teacher said he was frustrated that the student had continued to tease him about his mustache. The teen had allegedly made similar com uh, a similar comment the day before and noted that it was upsetting, uh, as a male teacher to be called pedophile. Well, sure it is. He also claimed to be receiving ongoing counseling and medication for depression and anxiety. The tribunal, uh, which ultimately uh, was ultimately unsympathetic to his uh, to this defense, however, and insisted in their verdict that a teacher needs to be above such an emotive and knee-jerk reaction. That's true. Yeah, I got to agree with that. Punching a child's head is oh, punching a child's head is very serious matter. Uh, they declared. They declared it. Are they from Australia or New Zealand? Yes. Yes, Brit. Uh, yes, Brit. We recognize that Teacher K was offended by the student's jibes about his mustache, but as a student cannot. Uh, but just as a student cannot retaliate towards another student in this manner, neither can a teacher. So, here's the thing. I don't know how old this kid was. Does it say? Uh, I think he was a freshman. So when I was in uh, junior high school, yeah. I had a uh, this one teacher of mine, Coach something. I can't remember what his name was now. His side gig was uh, as a, a mounted officer at Opryland, the theme park. Remember, yeah. they had the horses, oh, yeah. the guys on horses. Yeah. And they had the Dudley Do-Right hats and all that stuff. Well, that's perfect. It's something to do during the summer. Well, so as a kid, not knowing and having a filter or whatever, I would just pick on him about it. <laughs> you know, I can't remember what I said, what I said about it, but... You were such a nice teen, though. And it was like... it had He had to know it was in fun. It was in fun, but he he hit his limit one day and made me go outside and stand outside. Uh, <laughs> stand outside the, 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 the room. And, uh, and he was mad. Did he I, was sick of my ribbing, and he I had ever, enough of it. So he didn't smack me, and I didn't say, yeah, right here. Did I ever tell you about the time I got sent to the hall in college? No. <laughs> I didn't even know that ever happened. Is that the tech school? Uh, yeah, it was, That's uh, pretty it much was, high it was, school. It was, Vol, it was Vol State is where it was. Harvard on the highway. <laughs> yes. USC. University of Sumner County. Harvard of the University. Uh, Harvard. Uh, I've always heard Harvard on the highway and USC, University of Sumner County. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But... um. I was in there uh, with Lee Carr. You remember Lee Carr? Yes. Uh, may he rest in peace. We were sitting together. Did not know that part. And he, oh, yes. Uh, he um, pointed out something in a book. 
and made a joke, and I just <clears throat> could not hold it in, and I kind of went, you know, and like that. Teacher got so mad, sent me to the hall in college. Well, I mean, if you're disrupting some paying paying customers <laughs> in there trying to get their it was degree, one of these ridiculous classes like library science or it's what it, it's exactly. Were what you it blinded was. with it? No, I wasn't. Do you know you ever you never went to the same junior high that I went to, right? I did not. Um, we had this guy who we won't name names, but uh, he was a piece of work. He was an English teacher, and he was one of these guys that would say, you know, um, you know another brick on the wall we don't need no education that's a double standard they're saying they do need education except he didn't talk like a southerner he talked i won't do that voice but anyway he you said no really yeah dummy <laughs> and one time he because he was just a hateful snot he still works i think he still works for the, it wasn't mr johnston was it no you didn't go to the school remember well I, he, he moved around some well um but this guy, I think, still works in the system, the school system. And uh, but he was just a piece of junk. And 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 he sent me on the hallway. He actually lit me up in the hallway one day. You know, back then you could actually paddle kids. Yeah, I got paddled in high school. I didn't do anything. I was accused of sure. talking. No, I mean I was accused of talking. But even if I was, corporal punishment kind of seems like kind of a bit much. Well, it depends on the situation, doesn't it? I wasn't laughing or being loud. I might have been talking to somebody next to me here. <laughs> Here's the point, though. He was just frustrated. Anyway, you yeah. Tell. It's only happened to me three times in my whole school career that Paddling? I remember. Yeah. Once in like fourth grade and I cried like a little girl. Well, you would in fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, uh, and it was for, again, talking. But could you imagine me being a talker? Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah. It's not hard. No, it's not. <laughs> it's easy if you try. It's easy if you try. And, uh, and then the second time probably was that. And then the third time was when my own mom turned me in because, and uh, Bulldog got me oh, at high school. Me too. That's who I, I got. Agree. Yeah. And uh, after making me feel guilty. For, now, I think he went pretty easy on me. I think he didn't me. No, I well, no. for a week. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I couldn't say out. Well, he, uh, you had nerve damage. <laughs> yes. But he, um, I think because I wasn't a troublemaker, I'd like to think he didn't go as bad on me as he would. Some of those guys that come in there, I'm sure he was going for like a, a record. <laughs> oh, and may he rest in peace. Yeah. Man, what a great guy, too. The more anyway, I got to know him. we have completely gone oh, off the rails. Are. Okay, headline is, man arrested with 30 phones in his cycling shorts after a rock concert. You see what happens, though? We went from talking about a teacher to a long, strung-out story about our teachers. <laughs> To coming back down to well, earth. That's weird, isn't it? To coming back down to earth and having our podcast back online. Okay, maybe, maybe we'll edit some of that. No. Maybe not. No, no, no. <laughs> Man arrested with 30 phones in his cycling shorts after a rock concert. Now, no, this, is this a rock gig? Rock gig. Dutch police got to the bottom of mobile phone thefts at a rock concert when they found a man with 30 mobiles in his cycling shorts. Well, those are stretchy. The suspect pickpocket is a 34-year-old man. <laughs> Could you see them pulling him over? Sir, what did you eat? No, what do you have? And, <laughs> and all at once, these lights, like like a disc, like disco lights, the screens are going off. What if what if he had them all in his shorts <laughs> and an Amber Alert I came over? <laughs> oh, my goodness. The suspect pickpocket is a 34-year-old man to believe, believed to be in a roving gang of thieves. The roving ones are the worst. Roving gang of thieves would be my band name if we still did that. Oh, why not? Roving gang of thieves. Welcome. Anyway, this guy was stopped after rock fans alerted police. Then uh, And when then then the police you know, blocked actually, the a roving exits. A roving gang is worse than a wave. Is it really? Of gang. You think so? Well, it's roving versus wave. Extra police went to the Sum 41 concert. Yeah, I get it. 
I like Sum 41. What? Yeah. You? No. They're funny. What are you talking about? Yeah. Antwerp. Uh, Extra police went to the Sum 41 concert in Amsterdam after a tip-off from Belgian police. I expect so much more out of Amsterdam. No, I don't really. I really don't. 50 mobiles had been stolen at a Sum 41 gig in Antwerp. Antwerp. (laughs) Antwerp and Uncle Jerk. It's not clear if the suspect, a Romanian national, had accomplices at the Canadian band's Amsterdam concert, which took place on the 21st of January. He's a roving gang. It's roving versus wave. Yeah, you rover. Yeah. It it clicked. I just didn't find it worthy. Oh, you're lying to me right now. No offense. No, you're lying to me. No, I didn't find it worthy. You're short. (laughs) Yeah, well, your mustache looks like a pedophile. You've got got nothing to go over there, do you? You've got nothing. You've got no comebacks for me today, do you? Dang it. No, no, I do too. What you just said. This one's not good, though. I got to get the auction ears back. Oh, no, I love this one. All right. But there's That's so much there's so much that. more to it that you cut out. We're oh, all, yeah, we, yeah. We're well, all it dumber. Will last forever. Everyone in this room is now dumber <laughs> for having heard it. Hey, guess what? Say. Ma- say? Yeah. Say. 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 What you want. But Ma- don't leave me. <laughs> <sighs> what are you opening over there? It's a seltzer water. Mandarin orange. What? It says... We didn't mention that they, we're at the they, alternate they studio. They put a zest of... Oh, really? <laughs> Thank you. We didn't mention Thank that you. we're at the alternate studio. All the studio. equipment is now under Fruity Water. That's another good band name. Fruity Water. <laughs> Tonight's band name from Craig. Man arrested for smoking marijuana cigarette in courtroom. Now, this is local, and I love that. You, it's a joy. I just wish I could somehow display his mugshot. Oh, it was hilarious. Right here as I speak. So funny. Okay. I heard this on the radio. Yeah, this comes from Carrie Walker. I was so glad somebody submitted it because I meant to tell you, and I couldn't. I didn't do it because I was complacent about Carrie it. Carrie Walker is about to get fired, by the way. Why? One story. One well, story. Well, the last episode, he's already posted that he was... Yeah. He already posted I his, guess he's got the big head. He's going to have to yeah. cry himself to, yeah, to sleep on the big, big pillow. Anyway, this comes from Lebanon, Tennessee. This is just down the road from Nashville. So it's kind of a local one. Uh, a man, not kind of, it is. It's a, definitely local. A man making a court appearance on a charge of simple possession was arrested on Monday after lighting a marijuana cigarette. <laughs> He lit a joint in, in the, the courtroom. courtroom. Spencer <laughs> Boston. This is so good. I hope the whole thing's here. Sp- Spencer Boston was called to discuss his case before General Sessions Judge Haywood Berry. Uh, Spencer was talking about how marijuana needed to be legalized. He wants Tennessee to have it legalized. He reached into his pocket and pulled out what appeared to be a rolled joint. <laughs> he placed it in his mouth, then pulled out a book of matches and lit it. And this had to take five or six seconds. How did no one stop him? I, I think they were all so amazed. Yeah. He, he, he pulled out a, a joint. He placed it in his mouth, pulled out a, a book of matches and lit it and began to smoke the joint. The, the joint gave <laughs> off the odor of burning marijuana. I wonder well, why. I wonder exactly. The courtroom. Say, son, this is the best. Like, the, this, that cigarette smells like marijuana. This is where we are. This is when the crap. This is when the mob rules, and they've got the upper hand on the on the system, right? <laughs> yes. Not no one gasped. No one was. No one was like, oh, I cannot believe that just happened. No, what happened? The courtroom erupted into laughter. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Disrupting the normal daily activity in court. Spencer was taken into custody and charged with disorderly conduct and simple possession of a Schedule 6 I'm drug. Surprised, I'm very surprised he was not held in contempt for that. Because a lot of judges will slap that on you for anything. I know. I kind of wonder. Do you think maybe the judge just had some kind of sense of humor that this guy Probably. literally came in and did this? Probably. That he could stick the guy with a lot of other stuff. Oh, you can't smoke in a federal building. I mean, that's that's against the law. Yeah. Anything. I mean, you're, it really could have been a lot worse for the guy. But if you've seen the guy's, and you, I know you've seen the guy's picture. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's probably got a full deck anyway. No. <laughs> I don't know. He, he, he no, just looked extremely happy to no, me. He did, but he looked like he. I don't think he knew what was going on. They some, said we're about to take your picture. He said, "Oh, okay." Hi, man. <laughs> How's this? He said, "Much love to the sash." <laughs> All right, but he. Well, my point being, he may not be the most um, easy. Uh, when it comes to being brain dead, I mean, what he's not, well, he's not true. the most, I mean, he, he's, he's probably just a, uh, I mean, I, and no offense to him. He, he looks a lot like Spicoli. Yes. He probably was just a dope head hey, and, bud. and he probably his, his biggest problem every day is how, how many hours does he have to work at the fast food joint to get money for dope, you know, for a joint. Or, or, or he works at the fast food joint to, to yeah, buy a joint, to buy a joint. Yeah. He works at the joint. He's going to the joint. He's going to be in the old, old stony lonesome yeah, for a the bit. gray bar motel, Yeah, the pokey, the big house. Yeah. <laughs> he'll get three hots in a cot though said <laughs> that he will the sad thing is he'll get stuck there for a while when the guy that's just tried to murder somebody will get out with a hand exactly yeah. yeah sad sad okay craig not to be upstaged by her cousin this story submitted by jules camerzil clifton tony clifton's uh step, niece step yeah. niece yeah, yeah. step niece that's right headline is it's been a horror story Rats spilling from a home in a Florida neighborhood. What is happening in Florida? Iguanas falling out of trees? Rats spilling from houses? What's next? Like snakes? Oh, stop. Snakes? This story comes to us from Port Orange, Florida. Residents of a neighborhood in Port Orange, Florida said rats are pouring out of a recently purchased home and taking over. Can I just say... I don't know what that town is like. Yeah. What a, Pro, a, I think it's like, ratty. Sounds like such a nice name, Port Orange. Yeah, but it it's sounds ratty. Sounds so friendly. Like, so, Port Orange. It's ratty. It's ratty. No, it's ratty. Okay. It's rats. The homeowner said... That, that's a rat. <laughs> the homeowner said he was trying to fix the problem since he bought the house on Brandon Lane, but the window of time to do something is running out. The city has announced it will be hiring its own exterminators to help deal with the situation beginning Monday. Where do you think that term window came from? When's time? Window of time. Well, you think of a window closing. Maybe. Yeah, that's what it is. The window's closing. Time is going through as fast as it can out of the bottom, and then snap. Time's up. Can't get through anymore. That window is slammed shut. Are you like a physicist or something? Yeah. That's crazy. Kind of. That's crazy. Explain that on a level I could understand. The owner bought the house wholesale and said when he started cleaning everything out, that's when the rat problem began. They did, didn't you, want did, you find, did you find a turtle that had been in there for 30 years? <laughs> Neighbors said they sometimes see dozens of vermin out there every night, while some say their car belts have been chewed up and they've spent hundreds of dollars buying rat traps. Oh, yeah, and they get wiring and everything. They tear up everything. Yeah, like squirrels would do the same thing. It's been a horror story coming out of here, killing them, Michelle James said. I know they've got the house boarded up and holes covered, and uh, so we got a little reprieve. But when they start ripping open those walls or doing plumbing, well, we're just in fear of the next wave of attack. Hey. Yeah. Hey. 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 Mm. Priest gets 60 days in jail for bubble wrapping boy. That's not so bad. I've heard other 
never mind. <laughs> okay, family friendly. <laughs> Detroit, Rock City. Gotta lose your mind in Detroit. A Michigan priest accused of wrapping a teenager in bubble wrap was sentenced Monday to 60 days in jail for attempt, uh, attempted false imprisonment. The, <laughs> well, how small was this kid? I don't know. Or how much bubble wrap did he wrap him in? You would think it would be more like... That'd be nice and the, safe. The you know suffocation would be a consideration or something, not just because you wrapped him in bubble wrap. Yeah. He just wanted him to get where he was going safely yeah. without getting broken. Yeah. He was shipping him overseas. The Reverend Brian Stanley, Detroit, last name Stanley. I, that has got to be a uh, coincidence. Yeah, got to be. Appeared in a legion. Is it a legion, you think? A legion county court. Allegan. It's got to be a legion, right? Yeah. County court. Two months after pleading guilty in a deal with the attorney general's office, he was initially charged with false imprisonment. Stanley was accused of wrapping a boy in bubble wrap and tape in 2013 <laughs> in a janitor's room in St. <laughs> Margaret Church. The boy's eyes and mouth were also covered while he was left alone for an hour, according to the attorney general's office. Well, I just want to know what if it was. Maybe this kid was a horrible kid. In the priest's defense, the kid could have just popped a bubble for air. I mean, they're all filled with air. Just yeah. you know, if he yeah yeah just yeah he had a, he had thousands of them. Next minute, you know, a little bit of air comes yeah, out. Yeah, he could have just went. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Mr. Stanley took advantage of a vulnerable victim, and today he's being held accountable. Turn. Uh, this is actually. I don't know if Dana is a guy or girl. We're gonna say it's a guy because Dana is a guy's name sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Dana Gen- Carvey. D- uh, Attorney General Dana Nessel said the priest did not speak in court, but has uh, expressed regrets about his actions. Defense attorney Michael Hills told the Associated Press after this incident in 2013, he was in treatment. Hills said after treatment, I think he realized perhaps he was projecting trauma that he had suffered in his life onto others. Did they say how old the boy was? They didn't say. Why he did it? What was the out? What, what, did the kid just get on his nerves and he threw him in a closet? I mean, if this is like a little kid, that would be traumatic. I mean, can we just at least find out if the kid's a, a piece of crap? You know, maybe the kid was like he'd been asking to well, be. Well, you would think he would have been a trouble kid if he's being wrapped in bubble wrap. I mean, maybe that's all you could do to get the kid to shut up. Yeah, and maybe the kid liked bubble wrap. Maybe, maybe it was a maybe it was a, he won a bubble wrap wrapping in a, in some kind of lottery yeah, or something. Yeah, like like a know. roll of bubble wrap. Maybe his yeah. dad worked for the UPS store and he had bubble wrap and he loved it. He he'd wrap himself up and roll down the steps. Yeah, and then then he couldn't get up, and the guy got enough of him and said, "No, I'm just going to throw you in this closet. I don't deal that's with you it. anymore." That's it. Yeah, I mean, it's probably that seems <laughs> everything we it's just innocent. said was totally logical. <laughs> uh, but okay, well now we're gonna get to the ugly side of it. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. I've been waiting. Stanley's conduct was, quote unquote, sexually motivated. Oh, boy. The attorney general's office claimed, and he will be placed in a public registry for 15 years. There's a big dispute about that, Hill said. There's no evidence about it. I objected to Father Stanley being placed on the registry, although under the statute it's required, regardless of whether criminal sexual conduct is alleged. Really? I didn't know that, but I don't see how in the world this... I, that's, I don't want to know the rest of the story if I there is one. I think that, to me, appears to be an added... Uh, yeah, they, they just embellished it. Yeah, with that. yeah, yeah. The case against... Uh, Stanley began when investigators looked at documents held by the Catholic diocese. I always get that word wrong. Is it diocese? Yes, it is. In Kalamazoo. Ah. The diocese has said it twice reported allegations about Stanley to police departments in 2013 and 2017, but no charges were filed. We continue to review information seized from all seven Michigan dioceses in 2018, and we will thoroughly evaluate accusations and complaints brought forth by victims nestle said how about that guess what we got now oh yeah hadn't had one of these in a while 
Freaky. Watch out. Oh, the snake. Freaky snake hole. He said, Freaky the snake hole, man. <laughs> Headline is Super Bowl inspired snake hunters capture 80 pythons in the in an Everglades competition. Now, Craig, this is a competition I, I want nothing to do with. Super Bowl or not, I, I'm not. I don't want to be hunting snakes. I, no, I don't want to have anything to do with snakes at all. It wasn't the touchdown that the Everglades needed to win the game against its fiercest enemy, but the 2020 Python Bowl did score some points in raising awareness about Florida's most destructive, invasive species. That's a lot to say. Hunters in the special Super Bowl edition of the annual Florida Python Challenge captured 80 exotic snakes during the 10-day competition. That's eight pythons a day. That's like those crazy people that catch rattlesnakes. Stop it. I, I'd I gotta, rather catch a python than I gotta a go. I need to go watch one of those on YouTube. Rattlesnakes are demonic. A lot of snakes are. All snakes You are. know my oldest kid? Yeah. Got a snake. What for? I don't know what her problem is. She got like a little ball python or something. Or you didn't raise something. her right. I, you're right I didn't. Or that, that man she's snagged. He needs to put his foot down He's on a, a snake head. Snake? Yeah. yeah. She thinks you know, she, said, she uses words like cute, adorable. That's ridiculous. Unless it's a stuffed like animated snake of something i mean i could see a, a stuffed animal snake being cute i said you know those things crawl out of their cages and strangle babies they're also satan's little hand puppet. she said they only get four feet long i'm like well how big's a baby's neck yeah not even a foot around she doesn't have we don't have a, no, there's no baby there but you know what i mean yeah you know it's just, gonna have to cut that thing up and eat it or they're gonna have to shorten it down to about six inches <laughs> or something like maybe just make it a short snake i'd put it in the microwave just see what happened yeah yeah That'd be kind of cruel. I mean, if you can throw a lobster in hot water alive, yeah, why, why not? Why can't you put a, a why not? sneaky snake in there? You know, those Asians will put snakes in in booze. You could buy booze that has snakes living in the bottom of it, or not living, but sitting, resting, dead. What? What are we talking about? There's they have booze in Asian countries that have snakes in it in the bottle. No. Yes, they do. No, I don't want that. Is no, what I'm I saying. Don't want no, it that's either. just none of that. That's wrong. Huh. <laughs> do you hear a clown drive by I just did, now? I, I did. That was awesome. All right. Hunters in the Super Bowl competition, the 10-day competition that we talked about, that attracted more than 750 people from 20 states. Okay. 750 people gathered 80 pythons. That's ridiculous. Dumb. They should have gathered at least 750. Well, at least they did it, but what they do with them? Well, we'll find out. They by, sent them to my daughter? By tapping the hype surrounding the country's biggest ever sports Did you event. say by tapping they hype? Yes, yeah, what I said. Wildlife managers wanted to send a message to the world. Pythons are decimating native wildlife in the Everglades, and the state is doing everything it can to control them. You know how this problem got started, Craig? Some smart Alec said, I'm going to get me in a, a nice exotic pet. I'm going to come yeah, home who with does one that, of these right? big old, big old who, who pythons. Do, who does that, right? And then this thing grew, and he couldn't feed it anymore, so he just let it loose in the backyard. Let it loose. And that happened two or three times, and all of a sudden, bam! We're having Super Bowl well, I guess competitions. You had, you had to have a a mommy snake and a daddy snake. Well, yeah. So I guess. two people had to do it. Yeah, two people had two to or get, three times. That's what I'm had saying. Had to get rid of them. Two or three times this happened, and by golly, now we got we're having Super Bowl competitions. That's just insane. Burmese pythons, which first appeared in the Everglades in the late 1970s, that's like yesterday to us. Yeah, have no predators and reproduce very successfully. 
with each female laying up to 100 eggs a year. The Everglades provide an all-you-can-eat buffet for pythons. Native populations of marsh rabbits, raccoon, deer, and possum have dwindled significantly. Not the marsh rabbit. As the voracious snakes continue to expand their range in South Florida. Pythons also eat waiting bird eggs. Well, they're... Birds should not wait until they're hatched. If I think so, too. Waiting, there was a cartoon. Remember, there was a cartoon with the egg that had the leg sticking out of that's it? That's right. Well, I do. That no, was, NBC used to do that with their little peacock. That The thing that, would pop that, out first. Is that a waiting egg? Yeah, it is. And even small alligators. Some researchers estimate that there are between 100 and 300,000 pythons. 100,000 and 300,000 pythons. No, 300 comma zero zero. It's <laughs> slithering around the marshes and tree islands. Over the past few years, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission and the South Florida Water Management District have paid hunters to remove the snakes. The bigger the snake, the more the money, with bonuses for egg-bearing females. The district last year doubled the number of python removal agents to 50, adding that FWC's python removal contractors, another hunting effort, Effort. Effort. The Python Challenge used to happen every three years, but will now take place annually. I'd rather have to go down there and be forced to catch pythons for big money than like rattlesnakes. Yeah. At least pythons. You can no. Have, you, can have, you can have somebody watching in case they try to wrap around you. I wonder if you have to like turn them in live. Why? Why would you have to? Yeah, I don't. I bet you don't. I bet. I bet, I, bet prefer, I won't. I bet they prefer them dead. Winners in the 2020 Python Bowl included some seasoned snake wranglers. Um, and Jimmy Kimmel's brother Mike, yeah, and a professional bounty hunter in March. I made that up. It's not really Jimmy Kimmel's brother. He, this, one of them, bagged eight pythons. He did ten percent of it out of the seven hundred fifty people that were there. Anyway, he won an all-terrain vehicle as the grand prize. Uh, the the second runner-up scored top prizes, uh, winning a total of four grand. So. <sighs> what a terrible! Contest. I'm on the Swamp Apes website right now. Ooh, it's a big snake. Get off that website, man. You'll start getting snake like spam and whatnot. Don't. Oh yeah. Yeah, you don't want that. My my uh, iPad will get that musky sort of smell, that snake smell. You know, like when I you, didn't know Middle G got a snake. That makes me mad. Middle G. Yeah, cause top G. Yeah, yeah. middle G. Yeah. Well, she's lower G. Small case G. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Are you done with your story, by the way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn man registers beer as emotional support. <laughs> now this is a good story. I couldn't get it out. I couldn't say it. I wasn't ready for that. Brooklyn man registers beer as emotional support animal. <laughs> now I can take it anywhere. It's brews. That's B R E W S. You can use Brooklyn resident Floyd Hayes, forty-seven, registered a pint of beer as an emotional support animal with the U.S. A service dog <laughs> registration in December. He's a hero of mine already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn paper reports that Hayes aims to use the certification to carry his beverage of choice, like, say, a seasonal IPA on public transit. I travel from upstate to, to Brooklyn a lot. <laughs> and on the bus, they say it's a federal crime to smoke or have an alcoholic beverage unless by prior written consent. <laughs> Who's going to write consent for that? The governor? And I always wondered where you get... Hold on. We haven't finished the soundbite yet. I always wondered where you get that consent. (laughs) Hayes, a creative director originally from England who speaks like he's from Brooklyn, (laughs) told the publication, not that I'm an alcoholic. Not yet you aren't. But Hayes tells the Post he simply wants to see 
if this method will work. Well, no, it won't work. It's going to end up in the slammer. It was really just uh, an experiment. <laughs> uh, he says, adding that it was a lighthearted move. It was a light brew. <laughs> I'm not trying to make light on anybody who has an emotional issue. Hayes took to the service dog registration website to enter his beer as emotional support dog. He ticked off the no training. Uh, he ticked off no training needed as no. the training status of the dog and put that it was to help with his social anxiety disorder. I, I don't I don't mean it in a heavy mental <laughs> heavy health, metal. heavy, heavy, heavy mental health matter. The Clinton Hill resident told the Brooklyn paper more more if you go to a, a, a party and want to break the ice. Where does he live? Clinton Hill. Ooh, scary. <laughs> but an unidentified USA service dog registration employee told the paper that Hayes wouldn't have much luck with his goal to commute with a six-pack in nah, tow. That ain't working. Um, That's the way you do it. He can register his beer all day long. It's not <laughs> It's not going to get him anywhere. Oh, she got a she little said. sassy with yeah. him. <laughs> Adding that the use of an emotional support animal on transit or in a bus, uh, I'm sorry, a business, requires medical approval but so far hayes tells the post so good what he tells the post it's so it's good so good uh <laughs> while waiting for a bus at a brooklyn stop yesterday he says he had a glass of beer in his hand i was not approached by any law enforcement well i stand correct yeah. then maybe it will work well he most likely um just didn't see a cop <laughs> it's time for the mark patch top 10 now, this list both of us are going to disagree with, although it's not really fair because I haven't heard all of these. I haven't heard most of these. I mean, I don't remember them. If I've, I've yeah. heard them, but I don't remember them. Anyway, top 10 best soundtracks of all time from Pitchfork.com. Yeah, I went I went astray this week and found a top 10 list that wasn't on thetop10s.com. This one actually came from a reputable source. Says who? So, well, Pitchfork's good, man. Oh, it says... The most trusted voice in music. There you go. Yeah. I, I did not agree to that. No, I do. I like Pitchfork. I look at it all the time. Okay. All right. So we got the top 10 best soundtracks of all time, according to Pitchfork.com. All right. Number one. No. I'm sorry. Number 10. Number one, I'm going to say. Number 10 on the list. Pulp Fiction. That's a good soundtrack. Yes, I guess. Yeah, it's a good soundtrack. Uh, number two, everybody knows is a good soundtrack. Help from the Beatles. I think that was nice. It's just a long music video. It's a great album. You gonna go? There are a lot. I'm just looking at this, thinking there are so many movies with great soundtracks, and they're not on here. I know, and we're gonna discuss that. in Number just a moment. eight, Rushmore. I can't. I never saw that. Oh, that's a great movie. Don't tell me what it to is. Do. Such a good. Don't movie. tell me what to do. I didn't tell you. I just told you it's a great movie. <laughs> Number seven, another great movie, Lost in Translation. Number six of the top ten best soundtracks of all time, Do the Right Thing, Spike Lee. I did see the movie, but I don't remember anything about the soundtrack. Uh, Spike Lee joint. Uh, number five. Did he fire it up in the courtroom? <laughs> number five, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Well, that does have the... That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, number four, The Harder They Come. I don't know what that is. That was from a 19... Early 60 movie. I didn't even recognize the movie. Uh, number three in the top 10 best soundtracks of all time, Train Spotting. Number two? Number two, I agree number with. Number two is a really good one. Pur yeah. Purple Rain. Yeah, I've got a... That would probably be in my top five for sure. 
Number one, the number one best soundtrack of all time, Superfly. I know the movie, but I don't know the soundtrack. I don't either. Where were things like... Uh, wait, wait. Before you start saying these, I want I want you and I to give our top five favorite soundtracks of all time. I don't know off the top of my head. All right, I'll go first and you think about it. Okay, I know you know a few. No, because I'm blanking. Okay. Um, I only can think of one for some reason. My number one favorite soundtrack, uh, Pretty in Pink. Now, give me one of yours. Fast Times or Ridgemont High. That's a good one. All right, my number two. I can't come up with more because I'm, bl- I'm, bl- I'm drawing a blank. Grease. I love Grease. Grease is soundtrack. great. That is good. I'm, I'm going to take that one as one of mine because it's really good. And also, another one would be, I just thought of it and I forgot to get love. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm grasping here because I yeah. can't think. And they're all going to come mostly from the 80s. Yeah, definitely. Um, Lost Boys had a really good yes. soundtrack. All right, my number three, Vision Quest. Oh, yeah. Well, it's we just talked about one. that. It's got yeah. the Crazy For You Madonna yeah, song. Yeah. One of the few songs we like by her. Yeah. Um, man, I I just, I'm just drawing a blank. I can't. I like heavy metal. I like the heavy metal well, soundtrack. that was just a music movie. Yeah, that's okay. I like FM soundtrack. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. But anyway, none of my favorites made this list except for Purple Rain. That's a killer soundtrack. And there are a bunch where I just, I can't be put on the spot, but, but one of the first things that came to mind was Fast Times was like a, an 80s treasure trove yes, of stuff. It yes. was just so good. It's got tons of good stuff on it. Yeah. It was a double album too, I believe. Heavy Metal was a double. Grease was a double. Oh, uh, Urban Cowboy's a killer soundtrack. What was the, um, what was the Ralph Bakshi movie that was like a heavy metal that he did? That had a bunch of stuff in it, I think. I don't remember. Oh, Amer- uh, American Pop. No, I'll tell you one. Rocky, I don't, I don't know. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Killer soundtrack. Yeah. And a more recent one, which I don't know if anybody watching. I, this is not my typical kind of movie, but I mean, Greatest Showman was a great oh, movie. Yeah. Great, Very good but soundtrack. I'm not sure if we're talking about soundtracks for existing music that were put into a movie. It doesn't matter. Just either any, way. Just anything. Yeah, either way. All right, folks, we're out of here. Join yep. us on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. I'd like to say hello to my father. Hey, Pops. Hey, Mom. Hey, Pops. Hey, Mom. (laughs) Craig says hello. I guess you heard that. Meow. Back up, you creep. Darn it.